milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. That's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show, and it's today's the day that Leonor is on. Hello, Leonor. Good morning, Scott. So uh, I can't, Leonor. Did you know I canceled my Fox Station subscription? Yes, you just told me that. <laughs> you meant Fox, Fox Nation. Fox Nation. Yeah. Fox Nation subscription. Right. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. So I canceled my, um, <clears throat> and I tweeted about it. And I can't, oh my God, you're not going to believe this one, but I can't, I, uh, I've been banned for 24 hours from posting on Facebook because I actually took a Robert Kennedy Jr. tweet about Tucker Carlson and about uh, something he said. About vaccinations? I think it was about vaccinations. And yeah. um, it was perfectly good. This is a Democrat candidate for president. Right. Who tweeted? Now, all I said was, Robert Kennedy Jr. tweeted this about Tucker Carlson and back. Uh, that's it. Boom. Here it is, and I showed it, and they banned me for it. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. They did that. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what clown world are we living in? That the guy who owns Facebook, who paid four hundred, I mean, this guy should be rotten behind bars, right? Right. Um, what is that value? What is Mark Zuckerberg's value in terms of election interference if he censors all the conservative voices and and even the Democrat candidate against Biden? I mean, they're doing everything they can to prevent Robert Kennedy Jr. from showing Biden, you know, where the door is. Yeah. Um, Biden said he's not going to... Uh, and we're going to get back to the Fox Nation thing in just a second. But Biden said that he's not going to campaign in New Hampshire. So he's going to lose New Hampshire. He, he, he's not going to compete because he knows that the Kennedys own Massachusetts and the New England states. Well, actually, right? that might be the first smart thing he's done. Why waste his time? <laughs> so I said, I, well, yeah, but then the Democrats said, if you go and win one of these primaries, <laughs> like the first one out of the gate, we are going, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. See, the problem for the Democrats right now with Robert Kennedy Jr. is he's not a globalist. He's, he doesn't need their money. 
He doesn't need to be bought out. He's not doing this for the money. And he appeals to people on the right as well, who uh, you know are, see, are seeing him as a palatable well, because he's closer candidate. To being a libertarian. He is closer to being a libertarian. He is a palatable candidate. Again, most people on the right will go for whoever the GOP candidate is, which at the moment the presumptive nominee is Donald Trump. But if for some reason things were to work out a different way, people could stomach Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They cannot stomach four more years of Biden. <laughs> no, no, no way. And so that's what's, that's what's so interesting about it. And uh, so I said, I canceled my Fox Nation. Uh, and uh, if you're having audio problems, um, you can go to scottadamshow.com and pick a different stream. Um, I just got a text from my father who said the audio is going in and out. Uh, so it could be on his connection. It could be. I, I have no idea. But um, just see what you could do there. Um, I said I canceled my Fox Nation account citing the following. Tucker Carlson, Fox News, has managed to lose all populist. Oh, so it's, it says here I canceled my Fox Nation account citing the following. And I filled out the form, and it said, Fox Nation doesn't include my favorite Fox News personalities. There was a series of checkboxes. I checked that one and because Tucker's no longer on there. And I found out, uh, just from human behavior, my own little internal study, I, I didn't even turn on Fox and Friends for the last couple of days. And I usually watch that, right? All right. I have to tell you my behavior. I, I usually watch Fox and Friends at the gym. And, I, and I've been noticing that I've been switching channels while it's going on because a lot of the stories that they're covering are, are really light fare. And I mean, I like a certain amount of light fare, but obviously they're not talking about the whole Tucker Carlson thing. So I flipped around a little bit. I'll, I'm not finding that much satisfaction on the other channels either, but I am a little, you know, I'm a little disappointed by them. So here I gave them three reasons in the comments section. I said other, you know, other reasons. And I said, number one, I said Tucker Carlson, period. I said Fox News has managed to lose all populist Trump-supporting anchors like Bill O'Reilly, Megyn Kelly, Glenn Beck, Lou Dobbs, and Tucker Carlson, while managing to keep globalist shills like Hannity, Cavuto, and Kilmeade. Yeah. Number two, FNC is, control, is controlled by BlackRock, and they control the Murdoch family. Yeah. And number three, Paul Ryan is a globalist who supports election fraud, open borders, and climate hoaxes to advance slave labor that allows his globalist multinational corporations, uh, corporate cronies, maximum profits. And it's a pay-to-play scheme. And that's what it's all about, folks. If That's crystallizing it in a nutshell, right there. That's exactly what's going on in the world today. We're living in a corporatocracy, right? Uh, tech. It's a corporate-run world. Yeah. The corporations have figured out a way, with the help of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, to basically marry politicians to achieve policies that give them an unfair advantage. And only the elite and mm -hmm. only the like-minded will ever get promoted. So in universities, the reason why you have 98% Democrats is because they won't, um, they won't promote uh, alternative views that counter 
that run counter to their agenda. And everything is agenda-driven. And like a good French cook, you've ever heard of French cuisine? Of course I have. As a matter of fact, I think we're going to be in Paris in, in June, right? We're going to we be are. doing shows from Paris. Maybe. We're going to be in Paris. You're shaking your head. We're going to be in Paris <laughs> in June. <laughs> I think we're going to be taking time off. But you know what I think we will be doing is I yeah. think we will be commenting about our experience. Okay. All right. Well, I might bring my kit anyway, my remote kit. No, no. But in any case, um, the, what, the, what the French are known for in cooking is they take the uh, stock, they take the bone marrow, they take the... Uh, you know, even the uh, stems from herbs and spices, they'll cut them off and 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 deep and freeze them until they need them for a soup. <clears throat> and they they don't waste anything, right? The Democrats look at policy the same way that a French cook looks at food. They don't waste a thing, everything, the fat, the this, the that. They can cook with everything. And so the point is here is that they open the border. And they right away say, we can get the registrations to turn them into ballots, turn ballots and mail them out, uh, use COVID if we need to, to, do the, uh, to continue with the mass mailing. We'll open up the election day to 30 days prior to the election. Uh, we'll give our ballot harvesters 30 days to actually pick up the ballots, fill them all out, drop them off in drop boxes. And then we'll even get it to the rules to be that we only count these illegal ballots without signature verification. Because uh, they can't possibly have signature verification, we'll even get these ballots, and we'll count them after the election, as needed. So if we need ten thousand, um, if we need ten thousand votes to win a certain district, we'll go ahead and ship in ten boxes. That's ten thousand votes. We we know we got it. They're all Democrat votes. So we'll just shut the thing down in the middle of the night, count them all, and next thing you know, when people get up in the morning, Democrat wins. And there's no way to stop that until we stop it. That's why Kerry Lake's court cases in Maricopa County need to, to reach the Supreme Court of Arizona, then the United States Supreme Court. And the United States Supreme Court is just itching to weigh in on one of these cases and, and, and make unconstitutional some of these things. The problem with election rules and regulations is that the Constitution really didn't have election rules in it. And so it's hard for the Supreme Court to come down on the side of uh, anything constitutional because it doesn't have court. A lot of these cases don't have constitutional jurisdiction, these election cases, election fraud cases. And that's the problem. And I think the Democrats know that. That's why they're exploiting it. But we have to get foreign influence out of the out of the pic- picture, and we have to get corporate money out of the picture. That would get rid of uh, someone like Mark Zuckerberg uh, with ed- ed- endless amounts of uh, money, and that would get rid of some guy like George Soros as well. So, in any case, though, I canceled my Fox Nation account, and you know, turns out that Fox News is losing millions. I mean, they're losing a lot of money. They are losing a lot of money, and it's and it's interesting to read some of the predictions about who they think might replace Tucker Carlson. And most of the names that they're citing are not people that would compel me to tune in at 8 o'clock at night. So this is a, a major mistake on their part, a huge mistake, because Tucker Carlson is going to end up somewhere else. He'll start his own thing or... 
he'll he'll be a coup for another network and fox yeah. has shot themselves in the foot and megan kelly uh, had a good interview with uh uh the francis girl that was uh stepped in it because she promoted george soros oh oh yeah um the uh, little house on melissa the prairie francis. Girl. Uh, yeah, yeah melissa, melissa francis Fran- yeah. so melissa francis is doing something with her uh, own show and megan kelly has her own show and here's the thing about this. Uh, one of the things they said, I listened to this interview yesterday, and one of the things they said was that uh, Fox News and the New York Times have come out with hit pieces against t- Tucker. And yeah. the way they're trying to hit and take down Tucker is they're trying, to, um, they're trying to rip him apart. They're trying to create a division. And if you watch this closely, you could see that's what the Democrats did with the Black Lives Matter group. They tried to divide through political ideology, the black population and get them to not speak to each other because the way you actually most persuade a black Democrat to become a black conservative Mm -hmm. is with their brother or their sister or their parent or their best friend who happens to be a black conservative and to talk to them over a beer or over dinner and have a good conversation that's friendly because the two people love each other, friends, and have a civil conversation that makes sense. And that's how you win people over. And that was happening at, in the wake of the Obama failed regime because black people realized that Obama was a fraud. And, then, and that's exactly why it is that Donald Trump came out and said, what the hell do you have to lose, right? And so... When Donald Trump said that, he said it for a reason. Everything is scientifically proven. Everything is focus group tested. You know, um, the uh, uh, what, what's her name? The woman you met, uh, uh, the uh, campaign manager, um, Camp- the blonde, the, uh, the blonde campaign manager that won the election for Donald Trump in 2016. Oh, Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. Yeah, I oh, I read, and I also read, wrote a review of her book. Okay, okay yeah. And you ran into her a couple of times. Yeah. But, and um, Kellyanne Conway basically is a focus group testing you know, person. So they tested that. They knew it would work, right? So the point there is, is that uh, there was a thing going on there. And so Black Lives Matter was very instrumental in dividing uh, black America and not getting them to talk to each other. Well, what they're trying to do with Tucker is the same concept. What they're trying to do with Tucker is they're trying to actually divide Tucker from his MAGA um, uh, fan base. Because the only way they're going to get the MAGA fan base back to Fox after they betrayed Tucker is to make it so people don't like Tucker anymore. Right? Simple, Simple math. Yeah. It's a simple tactic. They do it in the schoolyards, you know. Don't like him. He's a bad person, whatever. So it's one of those things. They're sort of doing the same thing with Steven Crowder right now. Steven Crowder, uh, you know, um, balked at this deal. I don't know about Steven Crowder. I mean, he sounds like a horrible uh, guy, really. But um, they got him on a ring video, uh, kind of like verbally uh, – uh, being verbally abusive to his wife. But, you know, he's sitting there smoking a cigar out of his pool deck, and he and his wife, his wife is pregnant, and this video has just gone viral. Yeah. But you wonder why people would do that to people. You know, it's a private moment in your own home. 
And who knows what's going to happen with that. But I'll tell you, these things are getting really, really ugly. And I don't know where the source of this is, but I will say this. People like, the people I like, like Benny Johnson, have chosen horses. And they've chosen DeSantis. And other people have chosen Trump. And it's creating this fissure, this division within the Republican Party. And people like Paul Ryan and Fox News and the globalists realize that the only way that they could take Trump down is to get somebody more like Trump to create a wedge between MAGA. And, you know, that's why I say this. I was, it's simple for me. Going into the 2024 election as a conservative and as a MAGA supporter and as someone who supports and advances America First policies to make America great again, every day we do this. Um, and we believe in it. We wouldn't do it if we didn't. Um, we wouldn't certainly do it. would not do it if we didn't. We believe everything we say. Um, but the thing is about that is my litmus test is whoever Mitt Romney and Paul Ryan endorse, if it's DeSantis, then I'm rooting for Trump. But if they were to come out and endorse and Trump were to work with Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney, which I don't think will ever happen. Hell would have to freeze over. All right. But if that happened, then it would be I would root for DeSantis. Okay? Either way, I'm going with whoever, whoever the candidate is that's running against the Paul Ryan globalist agenda and Mitt Romney globalist corrupt agenda. Whoever's run, whoever's running a, whoever's the the chief candidate running against that group, yeah, is the candidate that I will choose. That's my litmus test, and I think that everybody should actually create a litmus test of what it is. Because no, we don't. We're not a one ticket issue. We're not a one one bit issue. You know, one issue uh, candidate. I'm not about that. I could I could disagree with a candidate on a, on an issue and still vote for them. That's not that. It's that this is bigger. This is a globalist agenda. So Fox News has lost, uh, but they're they're trying to they're trying to ruin Tucker is what I'm saying. Yeah. And this whole thing about ruining Tucker is kind of interesting. New York Times comes out with a piece that says five reason five times that Trump, Tucker said he hates Trump. Mm-hmm. I said that kind of hate. I'll take that kind of hate and, over Paul Ryan's kind of love and, any day. And guess what? Trump didn't have a problem with it because even though he knew all that, he still sat down for an interview with, Trump, uh, with oh. Tucker recently because he knew what a megaphone Tucker has. Just look at Tucker, had. what he did with the J6 tapes, yeah, yeah. what he did with Elon Musk's interview, what he did with the, uh, the, the uh, Trump interview. These were all like the best interviews. He's had so many uh, great uh, leaders on. He had um, uh, the uh, British guy that I like a lot. Um, Niall, Nigel Ni- Farage? Not Nigel Farage. The long-haired comedian. Oh, you mean Russell Brand. Russell Brand, yeah. yeah I, see, at this point, I, don't know I what's understand. what's going on with my brain You're forgetting the names of everybody, but it took me a minute when you said blonde campaign manager. I'm, well, blonde campaign. And then, and then I realized no, you no, meant no, Kellyanne yeah. Conway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm forgetting... I forgot all names. I don't know why that is. Um, but uh, but Fox News has lost over a million viewers overnight. I think they're going to lose more. Yeah. I said BlackRock owns over 15% of Fox News, doesn't care as much about short-term financial losses over Tucker's departure as much as they do about controlling the narrative that ensures their global monopoly. Yeah. 
They see Tucker as a cost of doing business. I believe that's true. I also wanted to say that the number of Democrat voters in America has the appearance in the academic world, news media, and Hollywood that is as inflated as what Netflix and commercials would have you believe mm-hmm. is representative of trans and LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. And I could even probably throw in interracial inter- inter- relationships, but I actually think that that is uh, legit and mm-hmm. totally on the, on the rise. But uh, everything we're being presented is part of the liberal agenda. So there's a meme here that goes with that text that, said, that basically shows all these blue faces and one red person holding their hand up. And then in reality, they show the picture of the American map. And it's 90% red, 95% red. The only thing that the liberals hold are the beachfront properties that they say are going to be underwater in two seconds. And uh, all the major cities in America that are being run into the ground. So, you know, you tell me how they keep their power is beyond me. Speaking of academia... There's a breaking story. Former Harvard professor and chair of chemistry and biology was getting paid $50,000 a month by Wuhan lab in China. A judge sentenced him to time served after two days in jail and will now be under house arrest for six months after not paying taxes on his Chinese funds. He was getting something to the tune of $50,000 a month. Wow. Unbelievable. This is the guy that was basically selling off biolab. No, I remember stuff. this story yeah. when it first broke. So let's take a listen to this. This is absolutely stunning. Former Harvard professor who had ties to a Chinese-run recruitment program will not have to serve any more time in prison. A federal judge sentenced Charles Lieber to time served. He spent just two days behind bars, but Lieber will be on house arrest for six months and has to pay about $83,000 in fines and restitution. Prosecutors say the former chair of Harvard's department Department of Chemistry and Chemical Biology never paid taxes on his salary from the Wuhan University of Technology, which was $50,000 a month. Former <laughs> $50,000 a month. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, for selling out America and killing millions of people. Yeah. You know, there's a story that Hunter Biden story is brewing. They can't hide it. So we're going to take a listen to this uh, little clip met with DOJ officials this morning, happened at DOJ headquarters, were told that Biden's attorneys... So this is where DOJ uh, actually met with Hunter Biden's attorneys. Hunter Biden, by the way, I think is going to sue Tucker. Requested the meeting. Our source would not say if U.S. Attorney David Weiss was there, present. He's a, he was a Trump nominee. Uh, he's overseeing the ongoing criminal probe into Hunter Biden. Um, but the plot is thickening here a bit, Joe. Yeah. And it seems like the back of this whole thing for five years is starting to not cut muster anymore. Sure. Uh, that people are saying, oh, okay, what's going on, guys? Because we've heard that there were potential indictments. And now, they, you know, they seem to have just met with DOJ officials this morning, happened at DOJ. Yeah, so that that's interesting, that in and of itself. But here, this, this particular clip is very interesting. Uh, someone says, Blinken's wife, Hunter, Hunter Biden, I have video of him sleeping with one of Obama's daughters, Malika, or something like that. Now, 
they said it wasn't real. I I got it from the Chinese websites when they were debunking every single clip that was mm-hmm. on the laptop, and they were saying it's all. But you couldn't make this video up. Yeah, seriously. And and then there was a picture of Malika's credit card cutting cocaine. I mean, it was just so obvious that it was real. Mm. But they said, no, we can't bet it. We can't prove it. But now we've learned that, you know, two years, three years later, that everything on the laptop was legit. And that's where they got it from. And it was Rudy Giuliani that put it out. And I, I actually think this is a man, I think Rudy has high integrity. I think he does. Um, he was, you know, one of the great mayors of all time. Um and I don't think he felt like he had to lie. There was so much dirt. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already know that Hunter Biden had a Pornhub account and the whole thing. You know, that he was paying for hookers and had a crack issue. And yeah, I mean, we, these are not secrets. Yeah. This is, so why in the world would that be a secret? You know, when you already have enough dirt, you don't need to make it up. You don't need to, you know fix something to where you it could discredit the whole thing. There would be more incentive to not doctor anything yeah. than to doctor something in that case. Right. But let's take a listen to uh, um, Kennedy on, uh, on this issue. This is uh, suggesting Hunter Biden and Blinken, Anthony Blinken's wife. They, they were part of this uh, group called the Western Exec Group across yes, the street that. from the White House, and everybody that was the higher up in there is now working for the Biden White House. Pretty much, the West Exec Group is what's running our country right now. They got an agenda that's making a lot of people on the left very, very rich in the name of climate, in the name of electric vehicles, and a whole host of things. Uh, human trafficking. We're going to learn a little bit more about the human trafficking uh, that's been going on on the southern border. Turns out that selling uh, uh, these kids as sex slaves is pretty big. Yeah. Do you know that there was a big uh, pedo ring that was busted up in the UK? Um, it's, what was it, like 100,000 children well, or something? that's what they said. Um, I was trying to read more and more about that, but there's a lot going on with regard to this human trafficking, mm-hmm. not just of slave labor, not just of converting them into um, registrations that turn into ballots that are then uh, submitted into drop boxes and illegally used to rig elections. Not just that, but they're sex slaves as well, not just worker slaves, yeah. work in the fields, the meatpacking plants, but they're also sex slaves. They found one young girl with 67 strains of dna yeah in her body incredible think about that that is absolutely incredible that's horrible so here's kennedy to everyone the, the relationship the reason this is important the relationship is quite cozy it's quite intimate very interesting uh the communication that blinken's wife was having with hunter biden and blinken's wife was trying desperately to get a hold of hunter biden at times blinken was very busy landing in tokyo taking off for burma uh, but still managed to find time for then vice president biden's son and you know who knows the type of thing they talked about hunter wanted antony blinken's private email so they could talk about things offline which you know even back then was a no-no at the time but 
they were doing it. And then he ran cover because he knew what could be on that laptop. Even if he wasn't privy to its particular contents, he knew how damaging it could be. And it's very interesting that his plum assignment at the end of all this, if you get Joe Biden elected president, you will be secretary of state. So that is a, a pretty so massive the, fear. The water's clearly run deep with this relationship. We know that. Now let's move to what's happening in Arkansas coming up on Monday. You know, it's my favorite story. Uh, yeah. on, in August of 2018, baby Doe is born. All right. This is the paternity timeline. Uh, there's a suit filed in May of 2019. Uh, in January of 2020, uh, there's a DNA test confirming Hunter is the father. Um, in 2022, I'm waiting for it. Hunter reopens a request to have his child support payments adjusted. Now, in May of last year, uh, this year rather, Hunter appears at a scheduled in-person meeting that I mentioned will happen on Monday. Um, he, look, he appears to have tried to sidestep all of this. Um, but will not be able to. This is really just one of the saddest stories in the whole Hunter Biden saga. I mean, you know, for over the years, there's never been a business partner or a foreign oligarch that Hunter Biden or Joe Biden could not make time for, invite to the White House, go golfing, maybe Cafe Milano in D.C. And here we see Hunt, uh, Joe Biden's grandchild, Hunter Biden's child, and they don't want to know from her. Uh, you know, Hunter Biden originally denied that he was the father, and then the DNA test forced him to admit it. Then he was paying child support, but then he wants to adjust it. At every step, he's just wanted to keep this person out of his life. And it's very sad because this is a, an innocent child and no one did anything legally wrong here. And, it's, and, and I feel like Joe Biden. It's disgusting. I mean, we forget about that story. Yeah. If that was just the only story, yeah. I think that would be a, something that would be unforgivable for the Biden crime family. Um, but there's just so much more. I mean, we're living... In a world where there's just nothing but a clown show going on with the Bidens. Like, for example, Biden, we found out, is getting getting the questions in advance. And Jean-Pierre says, no, that's normal. That that happens all the time. Not the way we saw it from that L.A. Times reporter where literally uh, you have her her physical picture on the card. Everything's completely scripted. No, not quite. Yeah. Here it is. To North Korea. Here's the time. Here's the question she asks. Thank you, Mr. President. Your top economic priority has been to build up U.S. domestic manufacturing in competition with China. But your rules against expanding chip manufacturing in China is hurting South Korean companies that rely heavily on Beijing. Are you damaging a key ally in the competition with China to help your domestic politics ahead of the election? And one for President Yoon. There have been concerns since last year that North Korea will soon be conducting its seventh nuclear test amid growing domestic support in your country for your own nuclear weapons. Meanwhile, Russia has suggested it could send its latest weapons to North Korea if South Korea sends lethal aid to Ukraine. So that question was handpicked. Yep. And he gave an answer to this question that was really bizarre. Um, Check this out. This is the point he, he's making. Now, here, I'm going to read what I wrote about this excerpt that you're about to hear. Biden essentially says his desire to increase American manufacturing is to ship semiconductor jobs to China because their slave labor creates more profit for his corporate donors. Yeah. Isn't that what the NWO, New World Order, G7, BRICS, 
climate hoax Paris Agreement is all about. It's all about directing where the manufacturing is done in the world, setting up a Belt and Road Initiative, and having the G7 over-educated um, uh, population do research and development, create patents, and innovate, mm-hmm. and then get those products that are patented and innovated and researched and developed and get them to be manufactured by slaves in China. Isn't that what's going on with yeah. this new world order between G7 and BRICS? Isn't this all by design? And isn't China participating in this relationship almost as an ally of G7, mm-hmm. of the West? So this is a big ruse going on here that we're supposed to believe that we're at odds and at war with China. That's not, not really what's going on. What's really going on is if you give me X, Y, and Z, I'll give you A, B, and C. It almost goes back to when Barack Obama said to um, Putin's right-hand man, Masvidal, or something, I think mm-hmm. it was his name. Uh, this was before the socio, uh, this was uh, before the Sochi Olympics, and 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 right before the 2012 re-election campaign for Obama. He said, after my election, I'll have more flexibility. And then, after the Sochi Olympics, Russia went into Crimea and took it. And uh, Obama did nothing. So isn't that sort of like, you give me this and I'll give you that, right? Maybe you give me cheap oil or get me in on a deal and I'll let you go ahead and take Crimea. Whatever it is, but... There's a lot more going on behind below behind the scenes where China is not the adversary we think it is. And by the way, the world could stop buying from China in 2 seconds. There we they were their economy would collapse in 6 months. But let's take a listen to this. Tell me if you could make heads or tails of this Biden clip. And we're going to go ahead and revisit this after after he says it. It's a 28 second clip. My desire to increase U.S. manufacturing and jobs in America is not about China. I'm not concerned about China. Remember, America invented semiconductor. We invented it. We used to have 40% of the market. And we decided that what we're going to do over the past, I don't know how many decades, we decided that it was going to be cheaper to export jobs and import products. So... Didn't you hear what he said? Yeah. He said, we invented the semiconductor. Yeah. We had 40% of the market. And what we decided to do over the last several decades is export the manufacturing of the, the chips because it was cheaper and we would be the buyer. So again, right here, let's take a listen. We invented it. We used to have 40% of the market. And we decided that what we're going to do over the past... I don't know how many decades, we decided that it was going to be cheaper to export jobs and import products. Export desi- jobs and import products. Product. Isn't yeah. that basically saying exactly what the Paris Agreement set up to be? Mm-hmm. Which is, we're going to go ahead and create, uh, declare China as a developing nation. China's going to then get to blow all their smokestacks without uh, Greta Thunberg going up their butt. And they're going to basically uh, produce all the coal, all the all the energy, uh, carbon emissions that they they want because they're considered a developing nation. 
And they're not going to have to go green until 2030, 2040, 2050. And meanwhile, we're going to go ahead and demand that the West be held to a different standard where manufacturing will be almost banned by the time they're done with the regulations Mm -hmm. so that this arrangement could not be messed with. It secures the arrangement. The climate hoax is all about securing the arrangement. Yeah. That's why they set up the Belt and Road Initiative. And that's why people like Mitch McConnell and his wife, Elaine Chow, who owned the Foremost Group, one of the biggest shipping companies in the world, out of China, is happy with it. Yes. And this is why Paul Ryan, a globalist, is happy with it. And this is why this is a uni-party event. This is why you get people like Lindsey Graham and, and all sorts of globalists on the right, like Paul Ryan disciples and Mitch, uh, John McCain disciples. And that's why you get this uni-party, because the, the uh, Democrats and the Republicans that support globalism are all going to get rich off of these inside deals that are monopolies where nobody else, like you and me, can't mm-hmm. possibly compete. Right. We don't have a key to the entry. And here, take a look at, listen to this. Joe Biden lies about being born in the same hospital that his grandfather died in just two weeks prior. Let's take a listen to this. Biden was born in Pennsylvania. His grandfather died in Maryland <laughs> almost an entire year earlier. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. But my grandpa was from, as they say in Maryland, from Balmer. Well, we're going to be in Baltimore tonight seeing a show called Shen Yun. Yes. And check out shenyun.com. Um, so we're going to be in Baltimore at a theater tonight. And they don't say Baltimore like that. Baltimore. They don't do that. Okay, that's number one. Yes. And because uh, we lived in Philly and we live in D.C. now and Baltimore we're quite familiar with. They don't talk like that. Right. Okay, that's number one. So that's line number one there. This is a, what, a 12-second clip? 12-second clip and Biden managed to lie three times. Let's take a listen. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. But my grandpa was from, as they say in Maryland, from Balmer. What an idiot. What What a liar. (laughs) Biden was born in Pennsylvania. His grandfather died in Maryland, not even the same state, almost an entire year earlier, not two weeks. Yeah. The guy. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't know what state he's in half the time. He doesn't know any of this stuff. How could someone lie like that all the time? But, you know, he knows he's not worried about it because his backup is this person, Kamala Harris. Present. Let's take a listen. So, so here in this clip, Kamala Harris, I think it's very important for us at every moment in time. I love it when Kamala Harris talks about time and space. Yes. <laughs> time and, 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 she so, loves, and she loves Venn diagrams. Yeah, Venn diagrams. Uh, for a, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm so smart. Uh, I think it's very important for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present. (laughs) So I think it's very important, as you have heard from so many incredible leaders, for us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment 
in time in which we exist and are present. And to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment as it relates not only to the past but the future. So people standing behind her are holding signs that say reproductive freedom. I wonder yeah. what that's about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's another one. When you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. (laughs) What do you make of that? I'm shaking my head, which people can't hear on the radio, but I I just think every time she comes out and speaks about anything, she adds absolutely no value, and it flabbergasts me that this woman is the vice president of the United States. Well, well, check this out. Banks are failing. Russia just threatened nuclear war. 19 countries have requested to join BRICS. China is waging economic war on the dollar. Inflation is still elevated. Credit card debt hits all-time high in America. Um, But thank goodness the Biden White House is focused on the issues that matter like the queer KGP is. Let's take a listen to this. So this week is Lesbian Visibility Week, and as the first openly queer person to hold the position of press secretary for the President of the United States... I see every day how important visibility and representation are. Today, I'm honored to welcome the cast of The L Word and Generation Q, two Showtime series that chronicle the friendship, the love, the challenges, and the triumphs of strong, funny, and resilient queer women. You know who was on that? I can't tell from the image if she's in the group. Um, Jennifer Beals. No yeah. way. Yeah, she was in that series. Oh, okay. Well, she's not. She's not. I don't Flat, she, uh, no, no, she's not. She's not LGBTQ, but she uh, played a part in that. You don't have to be LGBTQ to play a lesbian in a movie. So here, here's a bigger deal than uh, meets the eye. Um, it turns out that Joe Biden knew every step of the way and ordered the hit job on Mar-a-Lago uh, when they raided Mar-a-Lago and they claimed that they didn't have anything to do with it. Let's take a it listen. It turns out that Joe Biden and the Biden White House knew everything about the unconstitutional raid by the FBI and DOJ on Mar-a-Lago, despite their unequivocal denial. They denied it. They said, we know nothing about it. We know absolutely nothing about it. We would never do such a thing. They lied. How horrible and sick it is. This is all about election interference. That's what they're doing. They can't win the election. They're way behind in the polls. The only way they can possibly do it is election interference. Stop the radical left or our country is dead. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's true. And that's where we are right now. We have to fight, 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 fight. So I want to play a couple of these clips I wanted to play all week. And uh, we're going to take some time to play them. Um, wow. Let's see. I have <laughs> so much to choose from. Uh, well, 
Let me get through this. War update. Zelensky initiated a call to Xi to let him know Ukraine was sending a new ambassador to China. The last one was rejected. Xi pressured Zelensky to begin peace negotiations with Russia, implying that if Ukraine refuses, China will openly begin to support Russia's war effort. That's the stick. Xi also made it clear that China would be very helpful in the effort to rebuild Ukraine once the conflict ended. That's the carrot. Zelensky is under maximum pressure from the White House to not begin any sort of peace negotiations until Russia has left all of Ukrainian territory, including Crimea. Will Zelensky, so they, basically the United States wants to, wants to continue this endless war because it's profitable for the politicians. Will Zelensky heed Xi's warning offer or will he stick with the Bidens? And that's kind of the interesting thing. Um, why liberal Democrats, uh, Democrat media won't cover the sweet 16 black on black mass shooting in Alabama, you know, where they had those gangbangers mm-hmm. shooting up other black people. Well, there's a meme here. It says Democrats deciding if they should care about a mass shooter. And there's a swatch. It goes from white to beige to, to cream to beige to tan. And it says, yes, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> so you're not to cover it if it's, uh, you know, doesn't fit the narrative. All right. So th- this is a clip I wanted to play related to communism. It's a 38 second clip. So we could afford to play this. Uh, Edward Griffin, G. Edward Griffin, reading a directive issued by communist headquarters to American communists 80 years ago on how to smear obstructionists is going to make your skin crawl. Let's take a listen to see if they're doing that today. In 1943, the following directive was issued from party headquarters to all communists in the United States. It read, When certain obstructionists become too irritating, label them after suitable buildups as fascist or Nazi or anti-Semitic and use the prestige of anti-fascist and tolerance organizations to discredit them. In the public mind, constantly associate those who oppose us with those names which already have a bad smell. The association will, after enough repetition, become fact in the public mind. In 1943, the... Yeah, that's uh, that's the tactics that they're using. Um, So let's take a listen to... uh, the Democrat Party not wanting to have debates. And that, again, that's because Robert Kennedy Jr. would make Biden look stupid. There are so many issues here. Uh, You've mentioned a couple of them. There are many, many more. We could go down the list of his indefensible record that he's had as president. One of the things, though, is that the American people need to be able to examine these issues. What's the traditional way that we normally do that? Through a debate, right? Well, the DNC just announced we're not going to have any presidential primary debates. And so, you know, for me as a presidential candidate back in 2020, they were rigging the system back then. They were just more subtle about it, tossing softball questions to Kamala Harris and giving people more time. But but now they are so arrogant and so disrespectful to the American people and voters. They're just saying, nope, we're not going to allow any debates. We're not going to put his record in front of the American people. We're not going to give people any choice other than Joe Biden. And so my appeal to Democrats and to American voters, if people are thinking about voting for President Biden, they really need to ask themselves if they want to support a candidate that is has so much disdain and disrespect for the American people. You know, I truly blame uh, the Democrat voters because they're just zombies at this point. Absolutely. Um, I, I have no respect for 
my my some of my best friends in the world are registered liberals, registered Democrats that actually voted for Biden, and they'll do it again. And I'm like looking at them like sideways, like, are you crazy? Like, when did you lose your marbles? Because I've always known you to be smart. And uh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. It just, it's almost like this MK Ultra indoctrination is going yeah. on in their heads. Um, when it comes to politics, uh, they, when it comes to their business, they're smart. When it, and when it comes to general conversation, they're really smart. And then as soon as you talk about politics, they just go completely bonkers stupid. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So the FBI needs to track down every child uh, uh, that the Biden administration has turned over to smugglers and child criminals. Um, and uh, there was this uh, woman, Tara Lee Rodas. I'm going to play just the opening part of what she had to say uh, to this because there's a lot of other things I want to cover today. Um, let's see how much time we have. Actually... We played this uh, yesterday to a certain degree, so I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. I'm going to play this. This is um, these are shorter clips that we can play three different things uh, that I want to cover. Um, so first, I want to play this Australian senator Malcolm Roberts on the scamdemic. Okay, this is about the COVID scamdemic. Let's take a listen. It's become clear that people in this country and globally have been steamrolled. It is also clear that it has been coordinated globally. It is also clear that it has been integrated, not just over six months, not just over two and a half years, but it has been planned over decades. The changes to legislation in this country were done so that they could control doctors and people. But the people are waking. We know and we knew that this is all bullshit and that we've been had. But we are going to hound you down the people that are guilty. We are going to hound you down and hold you accountable and we will expose your global agenda so that the people of Australia can be free in the future because I love my kids and I'm looking forward to my grandkids and we are going to save this country. I love that guy and by the way, I mean, we talk about globalism here all the time. I think that the globalists' tyranny is the biggest threat biggest existential threat to mankind it always that has we have ever been seen. It, it really always has been and this is actually not a new threat this has been going on for over 200 years i mean ever since you had migration migrationary patterns it's been a threat to civilization and that's not a politically correct thing to say but if you look back at old literature you'll see that people were talking about it back then their favorite two words is the greater good. Right. Right. They and that, say that's just that and they put things under the rubric of learning about other cultures. But the reality is globalism has been very hurtful. It's been tried. They've tried to package it as a brochure for teaching people about um, how other cultures operate, et cetera. But in reality, it has undermined our economy. It has undermined our national identities. Right. Well, here's the clip about the um, mRNA. This is quite interesting. Let's take a listen to this. 
We still, to date, we, we don't know uh, what is in those vials. Um, the problem is because it's completely unpredictable. Mm -hmm. But also, the uh, manufacturers are lying. The governments are lying about uh, you know the compositions. They they have published labels for these products on let's say FDA side or European Medicines Agency. You can find the label. Yeah. The label says you know listing of these things. If your first line item is mRNA. Um, I have been in touch with a lot of researchers over the years and uh, a lot of people who tested batches independently of each other. So when they did that, they found that mRNA was completely not conforming to the specification that says the, that okay. the, says on the label. So it's supposed to be certain lengths, like 4,300 nucleotides. Yeah. And what they were finding in the vials is that uh, there were three different longer pieces that could match that, but not, were not matching quite exactly. Some were much shorter. Some were having uh, attachments that are not supposed. Like it's longer. It's even longer than it's supposed to be. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the rest of it was very small, broken pieces. It's like it's essentially think of it as you break a big pane of glass. It breaks into big pieces and then a bunch yeah, of shards. Yeah. Right? So they don't. So the mRNA isn't then coding for the spike protein. What what is it coding for? Do we know? No, we, we don't, don't know. know. So the manufacturing of these uh, were hit or miss, right? And then here's the Emmy uh, 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 member of Parliament in the European Parliament, Christine Anderson, explains how she knew COVID measures were not about public health. Let's take a listen to that. Just looking at the so-called pandemic, um, in the beginning, it was like, okay, we don't know what's coming, you know, it was kind of like that. But uh, to me, Easter 2020, I completely left that narrative because the things they were doing did not add up. So there, there would have been, you know, steps they could have taken but didn't because they feared to be called uh, racists. And that would have actually been uh, to cut down on travel, uh, travelers coming from China, right? That would have been a smart thing to do, but they didn't do that. So, um, and then the other thing was, uh, okay, there is now this pandemic going, you know, raging its way over uh, throughout the world. But um, the refugees still poured in, you know, they didn't have to provide anything. So we were the absurd situation that anyone could have stepped foot on in to my country, no questions asked. But me as a German citizen, I was was not even allowed to enter a restaurant, a shoe store, or a hairdresser's without showing something. I mean, this is so fundamentally off uh, of what you should do. And um, it pretty soon occurred to me, this has nothing to do with public health. It has nothing to do with breaking any waves. It was always about breaking people. That's what they were trying to do. Breaking people. They didn't break me. Yeah. Did they break you? They didn't break me. No. And let's not let them break us. Nobody's breaking us. So that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out org to find out how we're advancing America First policies to make America great again. Also, check out... Uh, check out uh, the scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. Use Red State over at mypillow.com. And with that, my name is Scott Adams. My name is Leonora Corvetto. Make sure you visit spectator.org and check out my articles. Absolutely. Expect one on inflation coming soon. And we'll see you next time on the radio. Bye, everybody.